Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. What you what you want? What you what you want? Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks podcast number two here on the Lazy Geeks Network. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And this is the weekly podcast that focuses on news and topics that interest us, not you. <laughs> yeah, us. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't give a shit what you're interested in. Well, we know you give a shit about what we're interested in, so that's, that's, right. how, that's how we do it. That's how we roll, really. <laughs> and, you know, so. Exactly. So these are the news stories for the week of March 20th, 2016. So, uh, first off, I want to say, I love this new format, by the way. I do, too. Yeah. Even though it's very kind of an old new format. <laughs> I know. It's, a, it's, it's, <laughs> it's an old new format in the fact that we don't do anything else during the week. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, not to say, like, I was bored or did nothing this whole week. I did other shit. Like, I actually was able to, like, one night, I'm like, you know, I'm sitting there on my iPad, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I should share these stories that I was... I shared before, but then we got bogged down with doing the other shit. I was like, I'll just share some stories on our Facebook page and our Google Plus page. Um, so I was just like started doing that for a little bit. And, you know, I was like catching up on some of my shows and shit. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, going, damn, this six days off in between. Well, five, because I, I watched the Star Trek episode for the show for this week. Um, but even that was like, oh, four to five minutes, I'm done. You know, and you yeah. had other shit you needed, you were doing. So, you know, it was probably worked really good for you. I mean, it's, I think Steve and I have both realized that we can't just do podcast shit all the time. Right. And I remember when we were doing, um, it was always two podcasts a Sunday, occasionally one during the week, like if we had to do something quick. Right, right, right. And we were writing stories every, I mean, I was like, I don't want to do this shit anyway. And, and, <laughs> What upset me the most was is that it, it wasn't that I didn't like what I was doing. I was getting upset that I was starting not to like it. Yeah. You know, I was getting burnt out. Yeah, that was one of the things that for us, it was once it became – it felt like we were doing a job or a routine. Right. That's when it was a bad idea. So then 
that's where we thought, oh, well, if we do a podcast daily, you know, with just a few news stories, that might be okay. And then we kind of, in that instance, we kind of lost the whole point of doing the show where it was us going back and forth talking about the news. And then it was like, okay, well, that's not working for us. <laughs> right. Yeah. And now it's like, well, if we just don't do anything else during the week and just devote it to the two shows on a Sunday, then, you know, and, and so far right now, it's like, I like it because it's like, now we get the news stories, Adam and I talk a little more talking about some of this shit and then, you know, put it for the show. And then like the rest of the week, we're really not doing anything related to this. So it's kind of like, cool, we have something to look forward to at the end of the week. Mm -hmm. And we're not worn down by anything. Or if we ever think like, oh, hey, maybe we'll do this. Like, I had mentioned that I was thinking about doing new releases again. And, you know, and that that might come back in April. But, you know, it was kind of like at that point, I was like, yeah, because I kind of like that. It did bring some traffic to the site. And so I'm considering, I'm not saying I'm going to do it, but I just said I was thinking about it. And Adam's like, hey, good for you. (laughs) Sounds great. I might be doing the same thing, too. I'm just being a dick. But, But, you know, and and it's funny, too, because, you know, I'm looking at the traffic. And as the traffic, a lot of our old new releases still, you know, still get looked up. They're still, like, high on our our viewing on there. So I'm thinking, okay, well, now that we've pulled out pretty much everything, now it's like, okay, well, what – I guess in some ways we're kind of looking at it as more of like, okay, what was cool that we did that we could do and then just kind of – let out the other stuff for us because now we can actually devote time to doing other shit. Like I can go back to the comic book store on Wednesdays and I have to wait right. till the end of the week <laughs> to get my shit. Oh, this, this week's going to be painful. I haven't been to the comic store in like three, four weeks. So this is going to be a, this is going to be a painful, painful Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. I don't, uh, I haven't been to the comic book store in a couple of years. <laughs> so, so yeah, so he can't feel me on that one. No, yeah. I can't feel you, bro. <laughs> but do you lift? I'm bro? sorry, I apologize. But do, lift, but do you lift, bro? Do you even? No, lift? I don't. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> you don't even. <laughs> I just don't. You know. <laughs> uh, uh, just a quick reminder to you guys. Yeah, this week we have our second uh, uh, away team podcast. Which will be a fun one, yeah. Uh, and uh, so, but before we hit, we drop that on Thursday. Be sure to catch up on last week's the cheap seats where we did uh, the uh, um, nineteen eighty nine Batman, which was actually probably what forty five minutes longer than the actual movie, <laughs> which is usually <laughs> the case <laughs> for us. It's true. It's true. <laughs> oh man! All right. Um, those of you that haven't got an Xbox One yet, now may be the time. Right. Uh, starting today, March 20th, Xbox's spring sale begins, which they did last year. Uh, but so what are they doing? They're lopping off 50 bucks for the price of the Xbox One. So that means the, the traditional 500 gig Xbox is now going to run you 300 bucks, and the terabyte will run you 350 And... Mm. Uh, so, and right now they also say there's a handful of games, including Halo 5, that will see a $20 price cut too. And the hardware deal will stick around, of course, for a limited time, which could be now through the end of the year, (laughs) 
<laughs> according to uh, to Microsoft, because you know Microsoft likes to play with the limited time. Yeah. Uh, but then, starting on the twenty second, Microsoft is going to do a week long Xbox Store sale, which will discount games from forty to sixty percent off, including titles like uh, Fallout Four, Far Cry Primal, and PC titles. But they're also going to do um, slash prices on movies and TV shows too. And if you're an Xbox Live Gold member, you'll also get an um, additional di- discounts up to ten percent off, an additional ten percent off. So, damn, they're fucking. They're giving shit away. (laughs) Um, And all of these will come with a free copy of Assassin's Creed. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) As a matter of fact, if you haven't received your free copy yet, (laughs) even even just you hearing it from us, you should be getting a free copy. Exactly. You should check your mailbox this week because you should be getting a free copy. It's kind of like today, speaking of deals. My wife is, you know, didn't feel like cooking, and I don't know how. So she goes, <laughs> and, hey, go and corned beef and cabbage is just, you know, right. Can't have she goes, many times. Go to Domino's and, and grab a few pizzas, see if there's any coupons. I'm like, all right. I go on there's fucking everything's fifty percent off this week. I'm like, oh shit. I'm <laughs> gonna <laughs> save me some money. Right. Oh man. Um, oh yeah, and we also remembered that Daredevil season two came out. Um, I just haven't had a chance this weekend to actually watch it. Yeah, I haven't either. But uh, I've heard pretty good things about it. So, Of course you have. Of course, because <laughs> it's Daredevil and it's Marvel. And, oh, and there was a, somebody had said something last year saying, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we had, like, because, you know, the Marvel movies don't really devote a whole lot to Hawkeye. Yeah. And, like, you have the Hawkeye comic book series, which is which is really good. And it would be cool if they did that for like a netflix series uh somebody had asked jeremy renner at the silicon valley con this weekend and he said he goes oh i would totally down to do a netflix series of hawkeye i was like this needs to happen <laughs> which doesn't doesn't jeremy renner always say he's down to do something well yeah like because... no matter what they ask him he's like yeah sure yeah <laughs> hey well it's better than like well you know you Bing. know are difficult and all like, like he was down to come on agents of shield he was yeah. Like, yeah, I'll do Agents of Shield. <laughs> you know, it's just them calling me is really the thing. So I'm sure all the other movie stars are like, oh, God, you're making us look bad. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Jeremy, stop saying that shit, dude. You're making us look like dicks. Yeah, I but... golf this weekend. I can't show up on that <laughs> damn show. <laughs> oh, and the sequel no one asked for. Apparently, Indiana Jones 5 is happening. I don't. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I mean, mean nobody's isn't asking he getting for a little four. old. Like right, exactly. And no one asked for four. No one asked him asked for the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You know, but they did it anyway. And my thing is, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was setting it up for Shia LaBeouf to take over as Indiana Jones, but they probably won't do that now. Right. So, so basically, that movie was irrelevant <laughs> in all ways. <laughs> yeah. So apparently 2019 is the year that Indiana Jones 5 is happening. Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg are signed to take on that movie. <sighs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's our biggest uh, of the week.
week. There's really not much else to say. Just, you know, it's going to happen. I was listening to talk radio this week, and they were they, the day it was announced, and they're like, okay, so go ahead and um, start using Twitter for, you know, what the title should be, Indiana Jones and... And someone, you know, put uh, Indiana Jones at the quest for Viagra, uh, Indiana Jones, and one hangs lower than the other. <laughs> I was like, I go, I, I'm like, okay, you already kind of hit the low point with the atomic fridge. So, like, where else can you go from there? And the real sad part is, is I heard they got the writer from Crystal Skull back to write the script for this like why it's <laughs> it's like you're not even trying now it's like, like what are you doing like no <laughs> one liked that fucking movie was it financially successful uh it made money yeah that's, that's why, why that's why they're doing another but the thing was is they know it was so badly received but it's one of those things of like yeah we're gonna get the kingdom of the crystal skull writer it's like okay you guys aren't even trying anymore yeah. <laughs> it's like you know i'm like ugh. um and this was my, this was my, um, I kind of picked this as my shit. Really, guys, come on. Can uh, we get it together, please? Yeah. <laughs> this one is uh, came from Deadline, and they did a story about uh, Warner Brothers, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, saying that uh, various sources are saying that the the movie is outstripping Deadpool. Uh, advanced ticket sales are outstripping Deadpool, The Avengers, and Furious 7 two weeks prior to the statewide release. Um, one non-Warner Brothers analyst said that it figured between 20 to $25 million, which isn't far from where The Dark Knight Rises advanced ticket sales were before it debuted, to $160 million. Now, my whole thing is this. Why is this news? Because <laughs> couldn't this be more of like a no shit, really? Like, yeah. like. We know this is going to make money because it is Batman, it is Superman, it is Wonder Woman. Everybody's going to see it. What does that doesn't determine if it's good or not? We should be we should be we should be more worried if we're like, yeah, it looks like the Teletubbies movie is beating Batman versus Superman ticket sa- advanced ticket sales. Then that would be like a oh fuck. Like what? What? <laughs> what? It's what? it's almost a movie like this is guaranteed to make money. Okay. It's not guaranteed to be good. It's just guaranteed to make money. Yeah, and it and you know what the, the opening weekend is going to be huge, but is it going to continue outside of the opening weekend? Word of mouth will probably dictate that, whether it's good or not. However, you know, Deadpool just what crossed three hundred million domestically. Like that movie's still killing it right now. Yeah, you know, and so it's like and Zootopia is still number one for a second week, even though you had. Two new movies come out this weekend that didn't make a dent in what it taken in. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's good. It just means that people want to go see it. And to me, it's like if if it wasn't doing those numbers, that would scare me. <laughs> yeah. Then you'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, so. But yeah, I mean, it's it's and it, it is kind of impressive in a way because the hype train for this movie hasn't really been that bad. There's been a few clips, you know, there's been people talking about it, but it isn't like fucking deadpool level hype right right. you know what i mean where where it's every time i turn around i'm seeing a new i think they did a thing where we if you take all the clips and stuff that were aired we saw 19 minutes of deadpool (laughs) before the movie even came out and the movie was only 35 minutes long (laughs) right so it's like it's interesting to me but 
Yeah, I mean, it's 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 in the bag. Right. That people are going to see it. I'm going to see it. I won't see it opening weekend, but I'll see it. Oh, I'll be there Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, I know. you're Eight o'clock. You show right up. Oh, yeah. I'm. He's in line right now. <laughs> if, yeah, exactly. I'm annoying the people next to me who are giving me this dirty look because I'm sitting here on Skype. Right. And I'm like, you don't know me. <laughs> That's right. I'm talking to you. You don't know my life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I'll be I'll be texting at him right at the end. Motherfucker, this thing sucked. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> or I'll lie straight out and go, dude, that nude scene with Gal Gadot. Oh my Earl? god. <laughs> Adam will be like, I'm skipping work. I'm gonna see it right now. <laughs> then later I'll be like, you motherfucker. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah, I told I told my friend um, that I was gonna we were gonna go because we went to see um, Deadpool and he paid for it. And he's like, "Yeah, come out Deadpool." I'm like, "All right, whatever." He's like, "All right, I'm gonna take you to see uh, Batman vs Superman." Then it's like, "Okay," and he asked me yesterday. He's like, "Oh, so we're gonna go when it comes out?" I'm like, "I don't go to opening weekends," <laughs> and he's like, "But I want to see it on opening weekend." I'm like, "Yeah, well, you're not my girlfriend. I'm just gonna take you to the <laughs> fucking movie. Yes, yeah, so you're gonna go when I go." If you don't like that, I won't take you. So he's like, "Why don't you go opening weekend?" I'm like, "Because I have six, I have six kids, and I, I don't. I just want quiet. You know, if I could go on a Tuesday at one in the afternoon, I would. Oh yeah, no, nice and calm. You know, maybe catch a nap in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And this, this is where Adam and I differ because I'm one of those guys that likes the opening day hype. I like going where the fans are going. Uh, to me, that to me, it kind of. I know I'm going to have a good time for the most part because, you know, the fans are there. So, but if any subsequent showing after that would be like a two in the afternoon on a Tuesday, if I could do it, you know, so, but yeah. So I guess with that, we should just jump into the headlines. Let's do it. (laughs) What the fuck was that? I'm just excited. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, <laughs> this one comes from Polygon. Uh, PlayStation VR, Sony's virtual reality headset for the PlayStation 4, will launch worldwide this October for $399. The company announced at a special event this last week, the Gamers Development, the Game Developers Conference. The platform, formerly known as Project Morpheus, will sell for less than some other VR headsets launching this year, namely the $599 Oculus Rift and the $799 HTC Vive. HTC, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> Actually, you know what? The Vive is the coolest looking one. Yeah, but for 800 bucks. I know. Well, it's the most powerful one, too. Like, it, it has... Um, they, I watched a demonstration. Does it suck your dick? What? Does it suck your dick? That's what I... For 800 bucks, I better be kidding. No, the price is, the price is ridiculous. And it's but HTC. They did, a, <laughs> they did a demonstration of it where you can actually pick up objects in the VR space and interact with them and shit like that. It was fucking nuts. But 800 bucks, it better suck my dick. <laughs> right. I better be able to make, like, Christina Aguilera circa 2003 just, like, <laughs> pop up and do whatever I want because that's a lot of money. I better get as many play Playboy Playmates as I want. I want to be Hugh Hefner <laughs> when I put that fucking helmet on. I, I want to be able to get, uh, you know, Pamela Horton... Uh, yes. uh uh oh shit uh Meg uh Meg Turney yes you know 
I want to get all of them. I agree with everything you're saying. <laughs> and oh. I would pay $800 for that. <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> you'd see, hey, did you hear Adam got a second job, though? Yes, right. <laughs> Saving up my money. <laughs> my, my office be locked. Would be yeah, locked. Exactly. I was going to say, you're going to hear, I'm going to go to my office. You can hear all these deadbolts turning. <laughs> <laughs> Like three hours later, I come out just like, you know, life's pretty good. <laughs> you hear the you hear the electronic alarm go, beep, boop, 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 boop. armed. <laughs> A steel plated door comes down. <laughs> no one coming in this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, in Europe and the UK, the PlayStation VR will cost you three ninety nine pounds um, or euros and three forty nine pounds or euros i don't know what those symbols mean uh in japan the headset <laughs> cost you four thousand forty four thousand nine hundred eighty yen which is the equivalent to about two bucks um it's like we're american we don't know what that means <laughs> exactly and we're gonna live to that uh <laughs> that stereotype we don't know what that means and we don't let me let me pull up let me pull up your article because i actually know these from working I think the um, 49 the is one that kind of the one that the 399 is the euro yeah. and the 349 is the British pound. Yeah. Andrew House, president and CEO of Sony Computer Entertainment, showed the final retail version of the PlayStation VR headset and confirmed that the platform's hardware specifications. PlayStation VR will ship with a 5.7 inch OLED screen at 1920 by 1080 resolution, 960 by 1080 per eye. The, that supports refresh rates of 120 hertz and 90 hertz. The VR headset will support a field of view of approximately 100 degrees, featuring 360 degree tracking, and offer latency of less than 18, I guess, milliseconds. Yeah. Uh, Sony provided some additional tech specifications in the press release. With the VR headband at its shortest, the headset's approximate dimensions are 7.36 inches wide by 7.28 inches high by 10.19 inches long. Its required processor unit is a small square box that looks like a PS4 and measures 5.63 inches wide by 1.42 inches high. Uh, the headset weighs approximately 610 grams, 1.34 pounds, while the processing box weighs 12.875 ounces. See, PlayStation might have something going here because most people who would be interested in this kind of tech already have the supporting tech that you need right. to run it. You don't have to buy special computer hardware or anything like that. You already got a PS4. Right, right, exactly. So. Well, here's one of the things that I thought was interesting. It's um, as far as the the package will not include PlayStation Move controllers or the PlayStation camera. Yet the camera is required. That's fucked up. Exactly. Because they're gonna sell it as a bundle. Mm-hmm. That's because no, they know that nobody has that fucking camera. Oh yeah, I know. They're like, well, we've had it before. It's like, fuck you. You let's see. Uh, oh yeah. And how much is that camera? I'm going on to the secondary link here. To it's like a hundred, I think. Um. Yeah, 60, it's sixty bucks for the PlayStation Four camera. Oh, it's a little cheaper than the. So Mac. still, the whole the whole system's going to cost you about. You can get it right now for forty three forty nine at Sears. <laughs> just 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 saying. saying. <laughs> uh, 
but it's a weird uh, store for it to be on sale, by the way. I know, right? Uh, the box does come with the VR headset. Well, it should. The processor unit, a connection cable for the headset, and it comes with everything but the VR headset. I know. <laughs> I would <have> it died. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Uh, connection for the headset, a HDMI cable, a USB cable, stereo headphones, an AC adapter, and a power cord. So, damn, like you're gonna have all these fucking wires hanging off. Oh, I guess there's only one wire from the headset. It's gonna be but... Lawnmower Man. <laughs> this is what people are gonna turn into. It's gonna be the fucking Lawnmower Man movie. See, honestly, the one that I'm kind of excited about is the HoloLens. Because I'm not comfortable with VR. Like, I feel like I'm an old man when I say that. But I'm kind of concerned about being in a room, like a real room, like I'm in now. Right. And then putting on this headset that completely shuts off my ability to hear and see in the location that I'm in. Right. That's weird to me. You know, anything could happen while you get the fucking headset on. (laughs) I know. I'm, I'm, People could be stealing your shit while you're sitting there. <laughs> then eventually you're going to look and you'll be like, hey, look, they stole everything except the camera. I mean, HoloLens, at least I can fucking, you know, I could see the real world. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I know. This uh, This is going to be, this is the latest fad. I, we'll I, see because v- VR is definitely an interesting tech. But right now it's a fad because it's only being used for like games and shit. Yeah, but I don't, like I don't some really of the tech, because that's the thing too, and that's Hololens too, is I'm seeing demonstrations for Hololens. Yeah, they got Minecraft on a table. I mean, that's real fucking cool. You know what I mean? But they also had like, oh, you know, scientists can use this to walk through a virtual space of Mars, right? Or they can, and and they can still see what they have in their hand, like if they have a tablet or something. I'm like, see, that's dope. That's the kind of shit. And Microsoft kind of kills it with that sometimes. Like they were doing that with the Kinect for a while. Like they can, they they opened up the SDK for the Kinect, and people were using it in the medical field, and I think they still are. You know, it's just not being used for gaming, <laughs> right? Uh, I'm actually, I'm actually, um, trying to buy a Kinect pretty soon. For uh, Skype. Oh right, right. Yeah. So my um, my wife, my sister-in-law came and visited, and my wife um is very sad when she leaves. She's like, oh, maybe we can get Skype. They could be on the TV, and you know, blah blah blah. But anyway, we're playing. We're talking about the PlayStation. Um, I don't know, man. I want to see how it is. I have a friend at work who's all about this VR shit, and I'm just like, I don't know, man. I I don't know about fucking just putting a helmet on and tuning everyone out. Like it just it's weird to me. But well, you know, we'll ha- see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Rolling right along with our tech related stuff so dell has always been a friend of uh open source software linux and stuff like that so they've come out with a new uh pc that comes with linux right off the box so dell's line of what they're calling project sputnik uh laptops (laughs) we have to go we have to go russian now right it's very interesting (laughs) um we'll ship with ubuntu linux um right out of the box um it's also it's got a little bit of a cult following right now uh which is cool um but it is a little expensive too um let me just read this article because i'm kind of trailing off the latest project sputnik laptop is the xps 13 developer edition which shipped last week with its sleek design the xps 13 
brings a new sexy look to otherwise dull Linux laptops. Hey, first of all, fuck you. There is no Linux laptop. <laughs> Linux laptop. So this is just talking shit. <laughs> PC world. <laughs> the, the XPS 13 DE is also significant because it brings new technologies from the Mac OS and Windows to Linux laptops. The XPS 13 DE model models have 4K screens, Intel Skylake uh, chips, and the Thunderbolt 3 interconnect, which are new to Linux laptops. The Linux laptop is a cousin of the XPS 13 with Windows 10, which ha- was announced earlier this year. The Linux version has Ubuntu 14.04, but it, it couldn't be launched at the same time because the Linux drivers weren't ready. Support for Skylake chips in Ubuntu ha- was announced on February 18th, which also uh, held back the laptop's release. Very lucky for me because I just bought a Skylake <laughs> chip. Um, so new Linux hardware, the main goal of Project Sput- Sputnik is to speed up adoption of new hardware technologies in Linux laptops. The effort was conceived four years ago by Barton George, a Linux enthusiast and senior principal engineer at the office of the CTO uh, at Dell. Um, Sputnik was focused on bringing Linux to Ultrabook-style laptops with touchscreens, which were relatively new in 2012, but obviously that fad started to die out, um, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. Mm. Um, Dell will continue to bring new technologies to Linux laptops and is currently developing docking support for XPS 13DE. The company will also anticipate and develop software and drivers for technologies like higher resolution screens, which may appear in future Project Sputnik laptops. They need to change that name. Like, I can't take it serious. <laughs> the, the Project Sputnik. Um, everything, everything in Russian, no offense to my, my Russian brothers and sisters, but sometimes that language sounds silly when you don't speak it. Like, <laughs> the, word, the word Sputnik, it doesn't sound serious. It sounds like a toy. <laughs> you know, well, it, well, it was. It was a satellite. <laughs> Right, I know what Sputnik was, and I know how important it was, but it's just like no, it was. It wasn't important at all. It was Russian. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You're Russian. Bear. Name it something badass. Like what's the Russian word for fucking bear or something? Like something cool, you know? Anyway. A ball crusher. Just... <laughs> this is a really long article, so I'm just kind of skimming through it. But um, Project Sputnik has grown, so has the demand for its laptops. George has seen Mac users move over to the XPS 13DE, he said. Mac OA, the Mac OS is based on Unix, making it comfortable for users to switch to Linux. Uh, the anticipation of the XPS 13DE was big enough that George uh, spent a lot of time in forums answering availability and tech questions for from enthusiasts. Blah, 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 blah. So... Let's just sum this shit up. The The main thing is here is Dell has always been um, the biggest supporter of Linux when it comes to pre-made computers. Pretty much every Dell computer can run Linux out of the box. Um, there isn't many. I mean, I think some of the more gaming-specific laptops might have a problem. But like the uh, the XPS lines, they all run it. So having having a, <laughs> a laptop like this is the Linux laptop, I think is funny to me because, I mean, every – laptop is a linux laptop you just have to install it right you know um but the cool thing about this is is one one if you get a if you get a computer that already has linux built into it you're not paying what's what they call in the industry the windows tax um which i people always say oh this when you buy a computer you get windows for free no you don't your computer is about a hundred dollars more expensive because it has windows on it which is not unfair microsoft's got to make money too you know so that's fine 
But with this, you know, you're cutting the price a little bit. The only thing that's bothering me with Dell is that the ones that they they say, oh, this is a Linux specific laptop. Like, cool. It's always expensive. It's always like 800 and up. <laughs> like, I want to see them come out with the 300 $400 price bracket and say, hey, I got Linux on here for you. I think that would help out a little bit better. But I do like how Dell as a uh, is working with the tech companies that make the hardware and making sure they get their drivers together and all that. I'm obviously I obviously like Linux. The problem with really? this article <laughs> the problem the problem with this article is Steve has probably nothing to say. So No, I don't have, have I, I have something to say. What do you have to say? That isn't being a dick. Oh, then I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's it is interesting. And to me it's just funny that like you know, with my what little the little knowledge that I really have of Linux, aside from when I had that one laptop that you installed Linux on, uh, for me, it's it's just funny how Linux is, you know, open source, open software, yet they charge so much for it. It's like buying a Mac. I know that's what's pissing me off yeah. because the the average consumer doesn't understand that the cost of the laptop has nothing to do with the operating system. The operating system is the laptop. To right. the average person, um, it has Ubuntu on it, Ubuntu fourteen point fourteen point oh four, which is one of their long term releases, which means it will get support until I think two thousand nineteen, if I'm remembering correctly. Even though the new long term release is coming out next month, I'm actually running the beta of it right now. But um, that's free, the yeah. entire operating system. I just downloaded it and installed it. Yeah, and um, it's it's putting it on such an expensive laptop without having those low those low cost uh, brackets covered you're not helping a, in every way you're kind of hurting in some ways because yeah. yeah of course you see more mac people switch over to it because to them it's it's cheaper <laughs> <laughs> i know a fucking, a fucking macbook <laughs> is expensive as shit yeah. you know but i can go out and get a windows laptop for like 300 400 bucks right out the door you know what i mean and um i mean we were looking at i was online i was they actually had them on Walmart for clearance last year's uh, HP streams, like 13-inch screens, and they, they only were 100 bucks. I was like, damn. And Linux runs fucking famously on those. But no one's ever going to know that. Right, right. You know, that's, that's the, I think that's the biggest problem that Linux has is that you have to kind of know what you're doing because you have to download it and you have to put it on a disk or a USB, and then you have to install it. And it makes people nervous because, yeah, you're going to install it. I was talking to someone earlier. Um, he goes, well, Linux is fucking bullshit because you install it and then your Wi-Fi, your Wi-Fi card doesn't work. I'm like, yeah, have you ever installed Windows? Mm. Like, nothing works when you install <laughs> So you have to install the drivers. You know, so Linux has come a long way. I like it because I can fuck around with it. And, and, you know, also, too, a lot of people – I've been reading some articles – a lot of people are looking at Linux a little bit more these days because Windows or Microsoft has been moving towards that I want to watch what you're doing mm -hmm. kind of shit, right. which they're not. I don't really think it's as bad as everyone says, but most people don't want anyone telling you what to do, period. You know, so like they came out with an article and I'll leave it at this after that, but it was kind of creepy when you think about it. Microsoft was given stats. They were like, this many people have used Bing. Okay, you know, this many people have used Cortana. Okay, but then it said, this many people have opened photos on their computer. 
do you need to does Microsoft really need to be monitoring when you open a picture? Yeah, like, I know, right? They have access to that information. And so does Apple. You yeah. know, so it's it's just weird. You know, it just keeps getting worse very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in ten years time, Microsoft's gonna be calling you up and going, Hey, I noticed that you went to a porn site. Um, you should buy this antivirus from us. I'm like, what the fuck? You're gonna watch your damn tone. So it's we'll funny. see what happens. When you said that, it reminded me of the video. And if you guys uh, look at our Google Plus page or our Facebook fan page, uh, you'll see the uh, John Oliver clip about encryption. And he's like, yeah, he goes, they'll have access to to, uh, to contents, addresses, dick pics. He, go, um, he goes, your locations, everywhere you went, dick pics. And he's like, every he would mention all these, and every time he kept saying dick pics in there. <laughs> the, the, the funny thing about privacy is that you'll have people who are like, they shouldn't be paying attention to anything I'm doing. They, and they turn off all, I, I, someone at work. It's like, I turned all that privacy shit off because he had just bought a new phone. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then a few days later, he was complaining that his, um, his Google Maps sucked, and he was complaining that um, it just everything doesn't. It, it all feels like it doesn't know what it's doing. I'm like, yeah, because you turn the privacy settings thing. Yeah, like it 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 pays attention to what you're doing to help you. Right. Like the the um, you can't have a assistant like Cortana and not give it information. It right. Needs, it needs data <laughs> to know <laughs> what you want. Exactly. You know, and, but if you want to turn that off, of course you can. But don't expect the same level of complexity from that software. Yeah, the people are weird. You know, I don't give a fuck if Google because they, they they come out articles every year. They come out with it. Google's tracking your every step, and here's a website they'll show you. Of course they are. Yeah, because I'm using their fucking app to exactly. tell me to get somewhere. I don't give a fuck if Google wants to know I go to work five times a week. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't bother me as long as only Google knows right. and they're not posting it on fucking Reddit. You know, I don't really care. Yeah, you know you he's know. he's he's spending a lot of time with his side chick. You know, <laughs> imagine a hey, imagine if uh, like if you had a dude that was running around on his chick, and then the private eye gets like a, I don't know, in the future gets like a fucking subpoena to access the uh, Google Maps data. <laughs> But see that that kind of goes into what Apple's fighting right now, right? With the encryption, and I kind I'm I'm kind of with Apple. It's of course there's it's not a black and white case, right? You know what I mean? Um, and as much as I would say, oh fuck those people involved, we should be cracking open their phone. But where does it end? Exactly, that's always my concern. It's like because right. you know it's never just a one time thing. And I was listening to this, uh, I was listening to this talk radio show, and they were talking to this. They call him Father's. I can't remember. I think it's like Father Steve or something like that. But he's a he's a priest, but he's heavily into tech. So they go, how could they, how could they do this code, and make sure it's only used once? And he goes, well, basically the shorter answer is kill everyone who designed it. Yeah. And he goes, that's the only way. <laughs> and it, it's almost. And even, even some... then, even then, it's still not a hundred percent guaranteed. Yep. It's even simpler than that. You help, you know, give an inch, they take a mile. Yeah. You do it once, you've just proven that you can do it. Right. And the court, the courts just okayed it, so that it's going to be much easier for them to okay it next time. Yeah. You know, and, and it's it's just a big, it becomes a situation. And, dude. Yeah, and it's like somebody had once had said, you know, like, well, why don't they do it and then patch it? It's like, yeah, because then they're going to be asked to do it again, and 
go through the patch and then again you're gonna it's just it's gonna be continuous because it's oh you know when does it stop and what what crime you know is considered you know eligible for that you know and i, I kind of I, I stand by apple's decision which is weird for me to say um <laughs> but throw up a little bit in your mouth when you said that <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is what it is i mean like but that's again you know apple is is taking in a lot of data from its customers right but it doesn't want to share it with people exactly you know and i think that's when privacy becomes an issue and that was happening a lot in the early 2000s yeah where you were sharing information with a company and they were selling it to other people right you know, and that's kind of it. Still happens, but it's kind of cooled a little bit. Well, you it's know, the whole so, Snowden thing—that's really what kind yeah. of everything out there, and you know, so yeah. yeah say what you want about Snowden, but he really fucking blew the lid off of some shit. Yeah, seriously, it's why we have that. The why they're fighting with that Apple encryption right now, because mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, they they actually made it too good. And then people are also aware of it now. Yeah. So so the average person's like, fuck you. Exactly. You know, I don't like that shit, so. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, we'll eventually come back to that that in, <laughs> probably at a later time because yeah. God knows it's not over yet, you know. But this, this one is pretty short. Um, so following rumors of the Warner Brothers animated film, The Killing Joke, and who was going to voice Batman and the Joker. And it had been rumored for a long time that Mark Hamill was going to return to the Joker and Kevin Conroy was going to turn as Batman. Well, CBR, Comic Book Resources, finally got the exclusive confirmation that they will both be back playing Batman and the Joker in the upcoming film, which will make everyone happy, (laughs) including myself. It's like, yes, you got them back. They should put that out in the theater. I'd fucking see it, dude. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Tara Strong will voice Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, and Ray Wise will voice Commissioner Gordon in The Killing Joke. Uh, Quote, the chance to work once again with Kevin Conroy, my favorite Batman, in what some consider the definitive origin of this iconic villain is a dream come true for me, Hamill said in a statement to CBR. I'm beyond thrilled to return as the Joker in The Killing Joke. Quote, I've had a great privilege of voicing Batman for more than two decades, and some of my favorite moments in the recording booth have been alongside Mark Hamill, Conroy said. Mark always enables me to be a better actor. I'm thrilled that we're, go- we're both back to bring these characters to life in one of the most herald Batman Joker stories of all time. So that's going to be particularly awesome. It's It was funny because after I saw this, um, I saw this. The release date, by the way, has not yet been set. But um, uh, apparently Warner Brothers Home Entertainment will host a world premiere this summer at the San Diego Comic-Con, which will be later this summer. So the the film is uh, expected to arrive in stores later this summer. But uh, it was funny because I was watching – because I, I, I was watching YouTube or I was on YouTube and it, it showed um, Mark Hamill giving one of his favorite monologues as the Joker – and it was from this the, the series where he, um, I think it was the ba- the day Batman died, and it was supposed to be it was the Joker, giving kind of a eulogy to oh, Batman. I remember that episode. Yeah, and it was because he was pissed off because some low level lackey. Yeah, uh, he starts out real sweet, and then he just gradually gets angrier. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, and so he did it live, and um, 
he had his he goes he goes if you guys want i'll do it and everybody was like of course you know and um so of course he does it and oh man it was like just not even seeing it outside of that just hearing him do the voice and just do that monologue gave me chills like (laughs) i was like oh god can't wait to can't wait for that movie to come out and his fucking memory like i can't believe he he it was word for word Mm mm-hmm like that was that was pretty he, good. He did bring he did bring his script. He goes, I did bring my little cheat sheet in case I forget. He only looked at it once. Yeah, in that whole because yeah, I noticed Hex. I was, oh, of course he's going to read it, but he just glanced at it once and then just never looked at it again. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, damn, Jedi. That's the Jedi mind, dude. That's yeah. what it's about. The Jedi mind. Jedi mind. <laughs> <laughs> You're crossing the fucking streams, man. <laughs> so. <laughs> this, this <laughs> Microsoft, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They, you know what? With Microsoft, they always take two steps forward and then they take a leap back, a giant <laughs> leap back. So I'm just gonna read. This I story. guess for mankind, if you will, <laughs> forgive the pun for womankind. Um, so this article, this article is going to have a bit of personality in it. Uh, it's from, um, it's well, fuck it. it th- this news is from everywhere, <laughs> right? Uh, but this is from uh, modernreaders.com. So <laughs> there, I just there, I just didn't. Oh, the title of it is uh, Microsoft pledges again to investigate GDC Schoolgirl Gate as Techro reacts, and I love, th- I love that he coined that term. Yeah. So I picked his article to read. Uh, it says, there, I just invented a new term if someone hasn't thought of it yet. Schoolgirl gate. And because of this, Microsoft is in hot, hot water. And it's not just Xbox head Phil Spencer who's up in arms about it all. If you've been following the latest buzz from 2016 Game Developers Conference, that was where Microsoft rightfully recognized the importance of women in the video game industry at a lunch keynote only to organize a raunchy party completely with scantily clad women dressed as sexy schoolgirls. This caused ripples throughout the gaming community and disappointed a lot of women, not the least, not the least those who were at attendance at GDC 2016. Uh, But is, is it enough that Xbox head Phil Spencer issued a lengthy apology for the incident and promised to look into the matter for Anita Borg Institute for Anita Borg Institute VP. There's a, Anita Borg Institute would never use the word Borg in anything. I know, right? It instantly makes me hesitant. Like, whoa. Um, <laughs> whose, Anita... th- whose log line is resistance is futile. Right. <laughs> um, Anita Borg Institute VP of Strategic Marketing and Alliances. Oh, Jesus. Elizabeth Ames. Um, it isn't enough. In fact, it's far from enough, as she writes in a short Huffington Post op-ed. Um, she believes that there should be clear and public consequences for what happened at GDC 2016. And most of all, she believes that tech companies and the broader tech space should, quote, hold themselves to a higher standard, end quote, and do better in treating women now. Uh, for Ames, an unspecific future date is not going to cut it, and action must be taken as soon as possible. She's she's asking for their fucking heads, basically. Right. Or aside, from, oh, <laughs> aside from Spencer's apology, uh, Microsoft EVP of Human Resources Kathleen Hogan uh, sent an internal company-wide email on Saturday condemning the body GDC 
2016 party and promising to investigate the situation. So her quote was, this is unacceptable in terms of how we treat women and how we represent Microsoft, and it undermines the culture we are working so hard to cultivate, one that is diverse and inclusive and grounded in a growth mindset. We are not going to tolerate this. I appreciate that we will be judged by our deeds and not just our words. Hogan also added that Microsoft's employee relation relations investigation team is looking into the matter and that Microsoft is strengthening its comment to its diversity and inclusive um, efforts. So <laughs> hmm. this, this is, it's funny because it's <laughs> so fucking stupid. Right. Like it's, a, it's to me, Microsoft is not only in the forefront or not the forefront, but they're, they're one of the leaders of technology. Mm-hmm. especially in the United States. They're also, you know, one of the leaders of gaming. Right. You know, as many gamers might not want to admit that, but they, they are. Um, and to, to represent women this way, especially at GDC, especially after they just tried to say how important women were to video games, which they are. Right. And then they put them in schoolgirl uniforms and have them dancing around. Um... <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like who? who I think you know what this. Well, right. I know. I mean, the the thing is, is when you think about it, and you you think like, well, it could have been worse. You know, they could have had could have much worse. You know, they could have had. <laughs> they could have had chicks dressed up as some of the Microsoft characters, like scantily clad Laura Croft. You know, <laughs> some of their properties would have been awesome, but um. I mean, it's just, especially when you already have a, a a function where you're, you know, you you're recognizing women in the field, and you know, you you do that shit. Like, look, I like scantily clad women just as much as the next guy, right? But I'm also adult enough to know that when you're as big a company as Microsoft and have such an influence on that entire culture, you have to be held at a higher standard. You, you have to go about it better. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Know? And it's, <laughs> and you can see in the room, it's mostly dudes walking around. There's a little picture on here. And you see these two chicks. Not only are they scans of the cat, but they're in schoolgirl uniforms. Like, right. You know, well, that... now, now there's two problems with it. And here's the thing. It's like, really, have we gone back to that time where only, you know, where we run the option of like, oh, only guys are right. gamers and shit like with that. That's where we've gone back to. It's like, come on. Right. Like, <laughs> I, we're just now getting to a point where the term gamer girl isn't even valid, where people are starting to right. say there's just gamers. gamers you don't right. have to separate them. And then this happens, and it's 1995 all of a sudden. <laughs> I know. You know? So, <laughs> and, and to see it from such a big company. Like, I'm like, come on, guy. I, I would expect to see this from, like, I don't know. Who's, like, a little game company? Um, exactly. Someone yeah. we wouldn't know about. <laughs> exactly. Someone we wouldn't know about. <laughs> and, and in Microsoft's, slightly in Microsoft's defense, if they weren't Microsoft, no one would care. No one would care if it was some little company. It would barely be a blip on a radar. Right. But because I, it happened at GDC, and because it was a it was big Microsoft, company, yeah. it's a big thing. And at the same time, it's like Microsoft should have known better. 
they should have known better. hundred percent. I mean, they have pl- and they have plenty of women on that payroll to calm whatever fucking prevalent fantasies <laughs> these these guys are having. I, want, I don't know. I, a woman wrote this song. I I want to know whose nephew they hired to do this. <laughs> you know, like nineteen year old guy just got a call. Yeah, dude, we'll have chicks and let's get it. It'll be awesome, bro. Dude, yeah, bro. It'll be my total. cousin. My cousin's in college. Those really good parties. <laughs> they just put them on the payroll. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Jesus. It's just we can't we can't keep making everything a male fantasy. I know. As much as we, just we want can't. to, we can't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been I've been to parties where there's dancing girls like that too, but it's also a specific kind of thing. Right. It's right. not fucking GDC. <laughs> <laughs> But then I've heard arguments too about um, the booth, the booth babes and stuff. Oh like. yeah, yeah. You know, it's like yeah, but that's from that's it's oh it's never not it's it's always a smaller game. Co- it's never Sony right. or fucking my. And if they do it in Japan, that doesn't count because they have a different culture. Oh, an extremely different culture. <laughs> you know? So in Japan, that's okay. Right. Like there's not women in Japan going what the fuck. But in America, unfortunately, some would say that is not okay. <laughs> so, and they're an American company. Yeah. I know in Japan, I see the fucking like the Tokyo Game Show. Oh yeah. Fucking every woman in there is cute and half naked. Yeah. And I, God bless them, you know. But <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, that is it for headlines. So this week's dis- discussion topic uh, came out on, I think it debuted on Monday or Tuesday. Um, I'm just going to read the initial article that came out, and then we can kind of move from there. Uh, this article comes from Polygon. Uh, Rocket League players on Xbox One will be able to play matches against PC gamers with, quote, an open invitation for other networks to join later, Microsoft announced this morning as part of an overall initiative to open Xbox Live up for cross-platform multiplayer across all services. Quote, of course, it's up to game developers to support this feature, and Xbox Live players will always have the option of choosing to play only with other Xbox Live players, wrote Chris Carla, uh, director of ID at Box. Uh, Sonics said cross-platform support between Xbox One and PC would begin later this spring with other platforms to follow. Rocket League, Rocket League launched in February without the cross-platform support uh, featured on the PlayStation 4 and PC editions. Microsoft's new policy means Xbox One users and Windows 10 gamers using Xbox Live will be able to play cross-platform multiplayers with users, quote, on different online multiplayer networks, including other consoles and PC networks, end quote. The announcement led to a general update about Microsoft's ID at Box program for independent game games. In other words, Axon Verge, the acclaimed metroidvania indie game that launched last year on playstation 4 and windows pc will be coming to xbox one the separate a separate news release for creator tom app said axiom verge would come be coming to wii u as well no specific date was given only later this year so that started the news that xbox was looking to start doing cross-platform gaming now later I think it was the next day, 
Sony, which mostly people led it, the only real gaming consoles would be Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah, I which don't see, I don't see Nintendo jumping on a cross platform. <laughs> right, exactly. And it just remind people why nobody's playing on Nintendo. Oh, uh, but, oh too soon? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Sony responded to GameSpot uh, one day later, and here was their uh, statement. PlayStation has been supporting cross-platform play between PC on several software titles, starting with Final Fantasy XI on the PlayStation 2 and PC back in 2002, read in a statement from the corporation. We would be happy to have a conversation with any publisher or developers who are interested in cross-platform play. Now, the response was a direct question about whether it would be interested in working with Microsoft. However, they, of course didn't mention microsoft by name no so it seemed these aren't two companies like these two companies don't get along right there's been many times in history where they just they clash they make fun of each other like they just i mean remember fucking when the xbox one the ps4 were coming out and um this was back when the Xbox One wasn't going to allow you to trade games with your friends or something. Oh, right, right, right. And then Sony did that little bit where they're like, here, and he hands the game to his friend, and they're all thumbs up. <laughs> I was rolling. It, and it, it's it's funny because, like, that whole statement was kind of like their commit, we're not our non committal committal. Like, yeah. you know, it was like, well, we're open to it. But not necessarily saying that we're open we're to open, Xbox. But we're open, but we're not sold. Basically. Right. Like we'll talk to you about it, but I don't know what we're gonna say. And it was funny because that was the official statement from PlayStation. However, uh, Shuhei Yoshida. Is that how you say his first name, Shuhei? I, I, I'm assuming Shuhei. We'll it's just not... call him Yoshida. Yeah, so the Yoshida. Know, yeah. I'll read this one because I threw this right. one in the pot. So right. Yoshida sat down with um, Eurogamer. And they were asking him about uh, the cross-platform play, and and you know it was right after Microsoft's announcement. Uh, he and, initially and right after Sony's official announcement to GameStop. Yes, uh, after that too. GameStop. So he, his initial response um, echoed the rather vague comment Sony made, referencing the company's past support of cross-platform play between PlayStation and PC. Um, Quote, we've been doing that with the PS3 and the PC, PS4 and PC, most recently with Street Fighter V and Rocket League and other games. That's no, nothing new to us. In terms of working with developers and publishers to allow cross-platform play between PC and PS4. Notice how at the end he says, between PC and PS4. PC is always the neutral ground. Yeah. Right. It's it's not real. The PC isn't a gaming platform. It's It's a PC. Right, right. <laughs> it does exactly. a million different things. So um, when asked outright about whether this could be achieved between the consoles, Yoshida said, because PC is an open platform, it's much more straightforward. Connecting two different closed networks is much more complicated. So we have to work with developers and publishers to understand what it is they are trying to accomplish. We also have to look at the technical aspect, and the te technical aspect could be the easiest we also have to look at policy issues and business issues as well. And that's the main point. The technical issue is not the complicated thing here. Right. It's who's making the money off of it, who owns the rights to it. Um, now, you get to think of it this way. Sony has their network, 
Microsoft has their network. These two networks exist completely independently of each other. There is no connection whatsoever between the two. So they would have to make a bridge. Um, The problem is is that the Xbox runs a gimped version of Windows 10 um, with with Microsoft's code. Sony has always used uh, Linux code. So you have two they one speak in French and one speak in fucking German. Like they, they don't they don't talk to each other um easily. So you'd have to make interpreters, all types of bullshit to get it to even work. Right. But even then that's the easy part. Yeah, cuz it's it's it you got to remember that like when most people will sit there and probably say like, "Oh, now they're going to be like, well, when is this going to happen and and shit like that." But you got to remember is that with this it's never as easy as that. It, it does come down to money at the end. Because the technical aspect, I, I don't believe this, um, like, oh, well, it'll be a different asset. No, they'll be able to solve that issue. That's going to be, you know, that's going to really be it. It is going to come down, much like it was with, uh, with uh, Sony and Marvel working out the... Uh, the uh, um, Superman, I mean, I'm Spider-Man franchise. Yeah, it comes down to money. That's what it's always going to come down to in the end. And I think in a lot of instances, with that, it is really what holds it back because Sony's in it to make money, and so is Xbox. But at the same time, one of the th- one of the advantages that Sony would have over Microsoft is the fact that. Why are you getting picking that particular system? You know, both systems are virtually identical to one another. In, in as far as you know, frame rate, as far as looks, as far as texture, every in almost in every other aspect, aside from like the operating system and the aesthetics. Yeah, like hardware wise, now's the time to do it. Right. AMD but, makes both processors. <laughs> exactly. But why would Sony want to give it up? They wouldn't because. Most people will probably say, well, I got a PS4 because most of my friends have PlayStation. Right. So I want to play with them. W- what this decision would do would take that equation out of it. Then it's like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to get an Xbox. If my pl- friends play on PlayStation 4, we can play that game together. It doesn't matter. This goes back to an old um, hypothetical that people used to bring out about console gaming that a lot of analysts were saying in the future, it's going to get to the point where all consoles are going to run the same operating system. Right. And then these companies are just going to make the hardware, Um, which this is going in that direction. But the problem with that is it takes out the competitiveness of it. And if you really, if you think about it and we can go back to what I was originally talking about, but when the Xbox one was originally going to come out, it was going to suck. Like that's why we, Steve and I both got PS fours first because they were talking about no use games. They were talking about, um, was some other bullshit always online always on and the connect was gonna um it was gonna yeah that you You had to have the connect you still you still needed the xbox live to to use netflix and all the other services yeah there was there was a lot of that and but then what do you have you have sony who's a competitor and sony is not only making something that people want a little bit more but they're also making fun of Microsoft. They're going, ha, you guys are fucking up. So Microsoft right. gets their shit together. Now, I personally think the Xbox One is a better console. Now, if that competitiveness wasn't there, the Xbox One would be the same fucking thing that it right. was. Because Microsoft would have no reason. These these companies don't do shit out of the goodness of their fucking heart. Yeah, right. They're just trying to make money. 
you know so the cross-platform thing while it's cool for us like that would be awesome i don't think it's really going to work out it's not in their best interest to do it no and and one of the things i had mentioned to adam earlier this week is that you know the, what sony's what sony's doing is kind of they've kind of become the apple of console gaming uh, they they and if you look at it and, and if you really look at it take the fanboyism before people start jumping up like no oh, fuck you you know it it's no listen to this because of the fact that when you buy something sony all their extra shit is proprietary yeah from the from the memory cards all the way up to the connections that they have. And that's the big problem, is that it's all proprietary. You have to buy their shit in order their, for their shit to work on other things. Now, when you're dealing with Xbox, it's all computers. It's all standard PC shit. Why do you think that's that... Not, that's actually not the case, too. Because um, Microsoft likes to, to use standards no one else is using. Like, um, their controllers use Wi-Fi Direct... Which is superior to Bluetooth, but no one's using it. Nah. So getting an Xbox controller to work on a computer that doesn't run Windows is a pain in the ass sometimes. But Sony uses Bluetooth, which connects to fucking everything. You know, so it's I think they, they both are at fault with the proprietary thing because they both only want people to use their shit. They don't they don't want third parties making money off of their shit. And yet know? they still do. I mean And yet they still yeah. do. Yeah. You know, but, you know, one of the big things with this whole thing is that, you know, while everybody goes, oh, you know, it's all about the money. It is. It is. is. It's like to to think otherwise is one stupid. That just shows you as being ignorant to the to, to just basically how business runs. Take an economics class or just sit in one class, one like, economics class. Look, th- think about a game developer, right? There's games there you have a game developer, a big maybe Blizzard, okay? Right. There are people that work at Blizzard that are doing it because they love it and they want you to love it and it's their passion. They're not the ones writing the checks. Right. The ones writing the checks are like, I want them to love it so they'll fucking buy it. I don't care what it is. I just <laughs> I just <laughs> want them to buy it. Yeah. You know, so And look at look at sh- shit, look at Apple, look at Apple Start. Was was a hacker. And not a hacker as in you know, he wants to get into everything. A hacker, as in, we develop this and we release it for free. We right. let everybody get it. But he was, it very, was, he was very much on that open source. He was. Yeah. And, but who was the one that thought to market it, thought to get it sold, was Steve Jobs. Yes. And so that is where the money comes from. No, yeah, like Adam said, nobody does this out of the kindness of their heart. They do it simply because they want to make money. Nobody goes into business to give shit away for free. That's what now, that's that's what um, what do you call it? philanthropic efforts are. <laughs> now, if you want, there there are like open source stuff. Yes, people do that for free as a community thing, and it's great. I love it, but it doesn't make much money. Right. Like you 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 have certain companies like Red Hat where they're not selling you the OS; they're really selling you the support to the OS for a corporate thing. But it's cool. But sometimes certain things don't work right because they don't have the incentive of being paid millions of fucking dollars to do it. It's why NVIDIA and AMD, they make drivers for Linux, but sometimes they're half-ass because no one's paying for it. And also think think about 
you know, think about the stuff that's for free and think about the stuff that you pay for. So if you think about the stuff that's for free, how many, I mean, how many times has there been like the most recent update for things that are for free? Like you, you, one of your biggest things was, um, for Linux was some programs haven't been updated in years. Yeah. Skype. You're right. Skype being one, which I'm using right now. Um, Skype is at Skype version on Linux is 4.3, which was a recent update probably like six months ago. And it was the first update in years because Microsoft doesn't give a fuck about Linux. Exactly. Because it is free. They don't make any money off of it. So there's no real, they probably, they don't even have one dude that works on the Linux shit. At there's enough there's enough people probably overseas where they have companies that are running Linux. So there's probably just enough where Microsoft's okay. Well, let's just make sure they can use it. <laughs> right. You know, because like the only thing they really added in the 4.3 update is I can log in with my Microsoft account. <laughs> That's really <laughs> all they added. After I log in with my Microsoft account, it looks exactly the same. It looks like a fucking that little rectangle that AIM used to have. Right. Like it doesn't have Facebook integrated. And honestly, I don't need all that shit because I only use it to do the podcast. But it's not, it works. That's it. It doesn't have any of that fucking bells and whistles shit. Right. It just works. Well, well, even if you go the other way, I mean, look at what happened with the <laughs> the great PlayStation Network outage. You know, um, yeah. you know, people were bitching about how long it was out. Yeah. Well, it was free. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Xbox Live goes down, but you're paying for it, so they have to get that shit up and running again. So it's like, yeah, it was for free. People were bitching about it, but it's like, yeah, but y- you were getting it. You weren't paying for it. And yeah. and that's, I think, the real thing that most people. I mean, it's just, it's one. It's that entitlement issue. Everybody feels entitled to have shit for free and done promptly. Which no, that does that doesn't happen in the real world. Try doing that to your mechanic. You know, it's like. Oh yeah, I'll yeah, I'll I'll work on this for you for free. Okay, but I need it done in like two hours. Then you'll get that. This motherfucker right here is what? You know. Well even even with um I keep pulling back to Linux because we're talking about free versus paid, but even with software um like that's free and it's a passion thing and they're and they're developing it, they don't have to stick to most of them don't stick to strict guy like timetables. Yeah. They do it when they have time. Yeah. Like you have something like Ubuntu, which is an, a Linux operating system. They do have strict timetables, but that's because corporations are paying for the support. So they are getting paid in some way. They're right. not getting paid by me or the yeah. average the average Joe, but or Jane. I don't want to be disrespectful. <laughs> um, but they uh, they definitely are getting money somewhere. So they need to keep things on par. Um, Red Hat being another one too. But the um, it's just interesting to me that people are always so shocked. Like, well, why wouldn't they do cross-platform? Because everybody wants it. So fucking what? I want to yeah. go to the moon one day too. Nobody's gonna <laughs> take me. You know. <laughs> right. Exactly. So as mu- as if you think about it, I mean, if they had, and this is gonna be the last thing I'm gonna say on this, is cross-platform play would be amazing for us. Yeah. Because again, it does take. The comp- competitive stuff. Now you can just get the console you want, as opposed to well, Microsoft has this, but my friends play PlayStation, and then eventually you're gonna go with well, I'm gonna go with the Xbox because all my friends are on there, you know, and I can play with them. 
that's going to all disappear. So, yeah, exactly. Why would you cut off? The, it's basically cutting off your nose to spite your face. Right. And 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 I as awesome as that would be, I don't see that happening anytime soon. I don't see an incentive for them. Now, if if uh, Sony was not, let's say, leading the pack as it has consistently been doing for quite a bit of time, it, things might be a little different. But then at the same time, Microsoft might not have suggested cross-platform play. So I, he, here, here's my thing. If, if you this is the last thing I'm going to say. If you're someone with cross-platform play is something extremely important. You half your friends got a PlayStation, the other half have an Xbox. And you want a future proof that you think that somewhere down the line cross-platform will be a thing, then buy a gaming PC. Because the only way in the I think the only way in the future this cross-platform thing, the way it's gonna go, is that the PlayStation and the Xbox will independently cross-platform with the PC. Right. I don't think those two consoles are gonna be playing with each other too much. Right. Maybe a couple games. You know, where the developer of said game is like, no, we really want this to happen. Maybe. But right. so, what, are, what are you going to do? You think you think that they're going to start selling Halo on fucking PlayStation? <laughs> like, no, it's not going to happen. And you don't know? expect to see like FIFA or, you know, Madden on those crop platforms either. I don't see that happening. Yeah. Because a lot of those have exclusivity and, you know, bundles and shit like that. And, and, and I know it's it's uh it's borderline PC master race and all that bullshit. But if you really look at capabilities of every system out there, the best, not the cheapest, but the <laughs> best, the best way, the best gaming platform is the PC. It yeah. always has been. Yeah. It's the most versatile and it can play pretty much anything you throw at it. However, we're talking two, three times the cost of the average console. Right. If you want to play things at max. You know, I could build a computer for 400 that will play GTA 5. That doesn't mean it's going to look as pretty as it does right. on the Xbox One. Right. You know, so. All right. Well, we want to thank you guys for checking out this week's show. You can subscribe and get this show every Monday downloaded directly to the listening device of your choice. We do cross-platform here. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, you can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Libsyn. If you're old school, you can go directly to the website, thelazygeeks.com. Jack. <laughs> also, we want those comments, right? I'm, right. Not, fucking, I'm not fucking around anymore. <laughs> Comment. <laughs> we want to know what you're thinking. Um, Shit's about to get real. We want comments. <laughs> even if you just want to say hi, you know, I'll say hi back to you. Yeah. We won't bite unless you ask. <laughs> and all that corny shit there's a little extra charge for that too oh. <laughs> uh you can also catch us on social media facebook.com slash the lazy geeks google plus twitter instagram snapchat all under the same uh, under the name the lazy geeks one word and if you don't want to fuck around with social media and i don't blame you right you can email us directly the geeks at the lazy geeks dot motherfucking com <laughs> or dot xxx <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, that is it for us this week so until next time peace out this has been a production of the lazy geeks network available only at the lazygeeks.com goodbye